You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Welcome to The Young Jerks. This is Mike Crawford. I'm a little bit off tonight. I don't know if you could tell, but I had a great weekend. We were at uh, the New England Cannabis Convention Awards. I'm still wearing the same shirt that I wore all weekend. Kind of shows, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it the wrong way, but there he is. Michael Malta. Very happy he won the Lifetime Achievement Award at the New England Cannabis Convention. I could be with his family, and uh, we got to accept it together like a family. It was amazing with Valerie Malta, Kristen Malta, and Jackie Malta, and their two husbands, uh, Peter and Dennis, you know, Jackie and uh, Kristen's husbands, the, the daughters of Michael. If I'm a little off tonight, just so you know, I did test positive today for COVID, so not feeling the best, but the show must go on. We have a great show tonight. I also want to thank, that's our new little intro uh, designed, uh, created for us by Rodney from Deliciously Dope, his podcast. Uh, Very happy about that intro. It's got Michael Malta, the King of Pot, in it right at the end. You see him, and uh, very happy that he won that lifetime achievement. He passed away in 2013. It's been nine years. We're going on 10 years this year in October. It will be officially 10 years. And for him to get that kind of lifetime achievement, it's it's very, it's very fitting. Very nice moment at the New England Cannabis Convention this weekend. I know a lot of people are there. Hopefully people aren't getting COVID like I might have gotten from there. I don't know where I got COVID, but uh, we got a big show tonight. A lot happening around the show around True Leaf, and just the fact that the employees continue to want to come on the show and speak up. Doing that tonight, we're bringing a bunch of new employees, maybe a couple of the same ones. I know that Kelly is here from last time, but mostly this is a new group of True Leaf employees we're going to hear from tonight. And we're going to discuss what's been going on at True Leaf. There's a a new story that came out. Uh, from cultivated uh, dot news, people should check out. We're going to talk about that tonight about True Leaf not having the best fourth quarter, not having the best earnings, and a business reporter named Jeremy Burke. I like this guy. He came out and said the obvious what we've been saying for months that it turns out treating your employees is not not actually good for business, not good for business, and I think a. The more time that goes on, we're seeing that with True Leaf. And he had a story all about it, uh, actually mentioning and quoting some of the uh, employees that came on the show recently, but a lot more than that, too. Just talking about the recent history of True Leaf and some of the things that we've exposed, but some of the things that are just out there uh, with the OSHA complaints and uh, Lorna McMurray passing away, so much. So we're going to cover some of that. But right, what we're going to do right now is – have me stop talking as much since I have COVID and I'm, I'm kind of loopy. I got to admit. So I'm going to bring up, I don't know. I guess you could see it in my face tonight. I'm, I'm seeing it in my face. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to bring up the true leaf employees right now from Florida. And they can kind of give us some info about who they are, what they want to talk about. Let's start. we got one more person to bring up. Got such a full room. They're like stacked on top of each other. I love this. Let's start with uh, who's yeah. You know what? Kelly's got her mic on first, so let's go with Kelly. We'll start with Kelly. Kelly was here last time. K- 
Kelly, tell us quickly uh, who you are and maybe uh, something that we should know tonight. Okay. Hi, I'm Kelly. I was a trainer for the call center at TrueLeave. Um, I was hired in April of 2020, right after, kind of at the start of the pandemic. Business was insane crazy. Got a couple of promotions within the first year, was a trainer. So I, you know, I talked to a lot of people in the call center, so I knew most of them. Um, we were blindsided on the 16th of February with a Teams call. Hello, as of right now, you're all laid off. Have a good day. We'll be contacting you individually. A bunch of people kind of cussed out the manager and the HR person, and they bailed on the call, which I thought was interesting because our day-to-day -day routine as agents were to get yelled at by customers and patients because of TrueLeaf's poor business practices, but they couldn't have the consideration to sit and listen to us for five minutes. So it really made me angry. And then a bunch of us started talking and we decided that we didn't want to remain quiet and that we wanted to share our stories. So that's why we're here. Awesome. Uh, beyond sharing stories, I wonder if you guys are actually doing any uh, or any thoughts of doing any like formal organizing, you know, creating a group, having meetings. We're starting to do that in Massachusetts. I would, you know, I definitely want to invite you all to our, you know, Danny is a true leaf whistleblower that worked with Lona McMurray and he started a new group on Facebook uh, that, you know, is basically doing that to stick up for the workers in Massachusetts and beyond. He welcomes everyone from all States. So I hope you definitely join that. But I wonder Kelly, I, have you thought about maybe, you know, longer term, what, what you might do to try to fix Florida? Cause it seems like, a, a, I think Massachusetts is bad. It's not Florida, Florida, really horrible. The, cannabis scene is really bad down there it's monopolized what do you have you thought about that we've talked about it um we just kind of want to wait until we all find jobs i guess first to kind of work on schedules and things we have to focus on that first and then once we the dust settles a little bit then definitely we'll start meeting and talking about other things to do good and good point good advice to everyone <laughs> get, i always say that with uh you know my own activism and what i do is like Get your house in order first before you try to help other people. Get your money right. Get your, you know, get a job. So I, I definitely feel that. And yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think that's great advice. Who wants to speak next? Maybe raise a hand and, and let me know who, who which of you want to go next, I guess, is the. Nobody? Is that Cassidy? Yes, that's me. Always volunteering to go first or second. <laughs> So I'm Cassidy. Um, I'm actually one of the supervisors at the call center. Um, I didn't get laid off, but I did resign right after the layoff. Um, so just going to kind of talk about like that and then just like what had happened. Um, packed up about 25 agents, team leads, desks, um, you know, bawling my eyes out just because of truly deciding to, you know, lay off people. Um, that's their choice to go about, you know, their employer, their top three things that they were working on supposedly last year and, um, just the layoff. Um, I walked out right afterward, um, resigned, um, just because I just do not agree with what they were doing. Um, and just really, gosh, I don't know. There's just so much too. Um, but really just the layoff and everything, how they treated it, um, 
it was just poorly and unorganized and, you know, just one who has a big heart. I just cannot stay with a company who treats employees that way, especially people who's been here for, you know, years on end as well. And just keeping some of the newer people that, you know, just might not even be like a good fit for the company. So, but yeah, that's me. Why do you think they keep, they do that? They, they get rid of the older and keep the newer. Oh, man, I sometimes I just feel that it's, um, you know, favoritism. Um, it just depends on who you are. Um, hush. Sometimes they're just blindsided. They listen to a lot of the excuses that the people who are still there, um, you know, they feed into it. They agree with it. And then they'll just keep them around. Hard workers, people who, you know, work hard and just, gosh, like they just they just get the brunt end of all of it. Um, they're usually like the, the last people thought of, and then it's just, yeah, rough. Excellent. Thank you so much, Cassidy. Um, we also have, uh, Alex, Alex ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Alex. I actually used to be a coordinator at the Tampa Del Mabry location here in Florida. Um, I was a manager for a while and then I got moved to overnight manager um, just working there at literally one of the busiest stores in probably in Florida honestly um, we saw 400 patients a day and we faced a lot of abuse going like from from not only patients but from our employers itself between not getting paid we saw people fall through the floor um like literally fall through the floor and just uh, so many other things there's been a lot fall through the floor tell us about that like how, how did that happen were they injured so because of true leaves um absolute just miscare um the building that we were in it was our old building because if you know anything about the Dale Mabry location they're in a new building now um, our old building was rickety, and in our inventory room, uh, someone actually legitimately fell through the floor because the floor was rotting and truly didn't want to fix it. Huh. And, and was that, she, was that person she was injured like, badly? She wasn't injured very badly, but she couldn't get workers' comp because she was a medical marijuana patient. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. crazy. So she had to pay for an injury caused by true leave out of pocket. Wow. That doesn't seem right. I've seen, uh, mm -hmm. did she have a card? She had yeah. her card. She was a medical marijuana patient. Um, but they told her since she was a patient and since she had THC in her system, they couldn't help her at all. As far Weird. as like workers comp. I have a, a family member who's a workman's comp attorney and she called me actually about that very issue in Massachusetts. So, uh, I think she won it actually the case. Oh, I, really? I, need to, I need to look into that because maybe I should call very similar situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I still remember the girl's name. She had the same name as me, just a little different. Um, like she had a different last name, but maybe I should contact her and tell her she needs to figure she, out what to do. Did about she that. have an attorney or did she like kind of file it through the company or by herself? What do you think? Um, she ended up eventually leaving the company because of things like that. Um, yep. so I, think she kind of just let it go and was like i'm gonna move on with my life and try to forget about this oh she, if it's if you know if it's recent last year or two she definitely needs to get a unfortunately, good unfortunately this was like two years ago yeah. at this well, point she, it was 
that's not too long ago. Like two years is not, especially with uh, what's yeah. going on in the court. So I, I think she has a case. Like I, 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 I want to talk to my attorney uh, family member later on this and see, but I think that person should definitely talk to an attorney that would, yeah. uh, that, that specializes in workman comp works. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to her and tell her cause I still have her on Facebook. Thankfully. Absolutely. And uh, so tell us about how, like some of the other ways that they didn't treat you well. Oh, so I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, there was a blizzard in Tennessee that wasn't completely Truly's fault, but we were paid like a week or two late, I think. And that was the second or third time within the year and a half I worked at Truly that I was paid late. Um, the reason that we were paid so late, too, is because uh, at the time, Truly didn't really want to do direct deposit. They always they wanted to do a bunch of paper checks. So people got paid late because all of our checks were stuck in Tennessee at the post office waiting to be shipped, but they were stuck because there was a blizzard going on. And so after that, Truly went uh, in emergency mode and decided everyone's going on direct deposit no matter what. Um, so there was that. Uh, there was a couple other things with the girl with the situation uh, when she fell through the floor. Uh, they did obviously have to fix it after that. Um, but when they fixed it, they found a bunch of mold and asbestos underneath the floorboards. And unfortunately, when they ripped it up, the AC unit that um, with all the filters and everything was in the room that they ripped it up in and it just pumped mold throughout the entire store. And I specifically, I have severe asthma and an allergy to mold specifically. And um, I was having asthma attacks talking to patients because they would not send me home at all. I was literally having asthma attacks talking to patients because they were pumping mold because they also couldn't turn off the AC because it was the middle of summer. Um, they were pumping mold into the whole store and they didn't want to shut down the store at all. Um, they also, um, when uh, COVID was happening, they... One of my managers, she had um, COVID and we were required to do an all-store meeting and she exposed the literally the entire store. She exposed every single person in the store and instead of sending the whole store home and cutting their losses and saying, hey, let's let our people get ready or get get better and let's not spread this anymore, they sent two people home. So an entire store of over 20 people, um, people are getting sick left and right. I ended up getting COVID. Um, so many people ended up getting COVID. They also never paid us for that time either, um, which was really unfortunate because I've been sent, I was sent home from True Leave uh, three or four times for being exposed to COVID. Uh, and I never got paid for that ever, not once. That's horrible on so many levels, just not, not cool. And, and especially their medical cannabis, you have medical cannabis patients exactly with risky health issues. You know, a lot of times it's immune, you know, I can't even say the word tonight, immunocompromised people. Did yeah. I say that right? I think I did. Yeah. I got, I got, I'm going to blame everything tonight on the COVID brain fog. If you're just listening, I'm, uh, I'm positive for COVID. Still hosting tonight. I, I had to, we had to get the show in. We have another show tomorrow night that we're going to do too that I'll talk about a little later. 
but uh, it just it seems really irresponsible of them. It was, and the manager at the time was also my roommate, and they didn't even send me home. Crazy. She was granted. She was only an assistant manager, which is why she could be my roommate at the time. But um, I ended up having to uh, stay across town at someone else's house so that I didn't get sick, so that more people in the sick didn't get, or in the store didn't get sick. I don't, and I don't like the fact they don't pay too. When you you know, like right now, I, I walk it dogs for a living. Matter. I have customers that I've canceled for tomorrow. And a lot of my customers are sending me money right now, for, even though I'm not working this week. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. they don't have to. There's no responsibility on them to pay me this week if I don't work, but they're good people. Like, you know, truly, definitely, when you're getting sick at work and they're not even covering you over that, that's just, that's <laughs> really crappy. There's so much more. <laughs> I yeah. could, you could probably have an episode with all the horror stories that I have. I bet. So who uh, I know uh, we also have Leslie, right? Leslie, what do you have for us tonight? So my name is Leslie. I started in June of 21 with the company. At the time, it was called the floor support role. And after six months of being floor support, I was promoted to floor support team lead, which was then I think renamed to escalations team lead. When I started... Uh, as a team lead, I had two supervisors. Brandon was one of them. <laughs> and a lot of the things that I had to deal with was um, really, it was internally with the mistreatment versus the patients that I faced. I had a few employees that worked under me and on my team that were very abusive and just generally nasty when they did not get their way. And there were ways where they could call you over, you know, our messenger and you can't record it so that they could sit there and threaten you and be condescending and scream at you and curse you out. And when it was brought up to management that this wasn't okay and no, no one should tolerate being treated this way by anyone, whether it's within the company or outside of the company. Uh, the very first thing that was asked to us was, were we fit for our position? because we weren't willing to take the threats and the harassment from our team members. Uh, anytime you brought a concern up, it would always be a meeting, but they refused to record those meetings. They would preach to us as leadership with my team members or with the supervisors that we absolutely had to record every meeting for documentation purposes. But when it came to us meeting with upper management, they will not and would not, even if requested, record a meeting because they called it a liability. So when they say liability, they don't mean it's a liability for the company or us as their employees. It's a liability for them and their positions in upper management. Because if it were to ever be caught on how we were spoken to by management, they absolutely would not be employed with the company. So they intentionally did that in order to not be caught doing things that were very illegal. What kind of things do you, were they saying that? that I can tell you one thing that I will never, ever forget is an employee was denied a promotion because they had a medical accommodation and they scheduled this employee on their day off 
for their interview and then canceled it at the last minute and said, give me a quick call for a chat. And when they had that quick chat, the employee was informed that they were not eligible to be promoted because they had an ADA in place and quote unquote, it's a liability. That's totally federally illegal. Um, very, very. They discriminated anyone who had an ADA accommodation, and a lot of people who had them were the ones that were laid off or not treated the best. I think they did it as a tactic to either get them. It was what I would call quiet firing to make them quit so that they didn't have to have it come back on them. But the reality of it is the discrimination within the company was absolutely absurd. And I was in the meeting with Kelly. They schedule our meeting at 1.30 in the afternoon, only they did it at 10.30 at night after everything was closed. And in our meeting with Kelly, I think there were maybe 10 of us and we had no information. We didn't know what was going on. I just had urgent meeting. <laughs> and the manager spoke for two seconds, handed it over to HR. I was honestly kind of speechless. So I didn't really have much to say, but the only thing that I tried to say was I asking them about the Florida Warrant Act because I had checked that morning for 2022 and 2023 and there was no warrant put that was published and they refused to answer. And then once people started cursing and expressing their feelings, they didn't say anything. They dropped out of that meeting and left us all hanging. And we were sitting there. It took us like a minute, but somebody did chime up and ask, like, did they really just hang up on us? And one of the, the there was one person that was actually in our meeting that couldn't make it because they were handling something that was part of our job. And the only reason they found out was because they lost all access to their system. And HR absolutely refused to call them back after they just called them up and said, hey, effective immediately, your employment has been, uh, your title has been eliminated and you will be receiving a severance package and a phone call. And they tried to call HR back and the HR didn't respond. They would not pick up the phone. I think, are you muted? Cause I can't hear you. Thank you. I was muted. You're welcome. I keep muting myself tonight cause I have COVID and I don't want to be coughing. So thank you. I was going to say, um, it really seems like we need attorneys like all over this and, and oh, every yeah. case. There's so many examples where like the ADA stuff is just, mm -hmm. that's unacceptable. I was um, publicly shamed and laughed at by management because of something that wasn't even under, it wasn't even my doing, but I got blasted publicly for it. Now, do you think that any, like the people that had the ADA mm -hmm. that had that done, do you think they've talked to an attorney? I know I have, and I had an ADA. You did. So you have one. I did. Yes. And did they discriminate against you like that? Um, they did. Yes, because my ADA was where I was covered to have a certain amount of days that I could take off if needed due to the stress and things that I was put through if I needed a break because my it would cause my anxiety 
anxiety to get that. In fact, in my ADA email, it specifically said management was going to be also looking into helping me for Sundays. And that was never followed up on. And that was on May 26th of 2022. They never followed up. Anytime I expressed concern, I went to HR personally because of how I was being treated. They never followed up. In fact, it only amplified how poorly they were treating me. My advice to all the employees that are dealing with this crap, especially on the ADA stuff, but any of those, keep keep a diary. Mm -hmm. Names, dates, times. Who was on the call? Who can back you up? You know, oh, I have a stack of documents. Do you have all that? Oh yes. And then and then find an attorney. Like they're oh, out there. The ADA on. attorneys are out there. They're looking for this. So, you know, yeah. this is the only way True Leaf is going to pay attention is if you guys all just start suing them for when they do this crap, because this is like ridiculous. Uh, Brandon, you're also here. I think you're the last. Yeah, you, every, we've talked to everyone so far. So, Brandon, tell us wh why you're here tonight. Tell us about, you know, what what do we need to know? Yeah, I was. Uh, so I when I moved to Florida um, and I was looking for work, you know, I, I had a background in management already. I, I managed a sales office. Um, but. I thought getting into the cannabis industry would be exciting. Um, whole new industry um, seemed to have, a you know, at the beginning, more of that modern feel, you know, that that like the Googles and the Facebooks and those California tech agencies are all going for. So I, I went from making a, a lot more than 1050 an hour to taking a 1050 an hour cut to really quickly becoming the sole escalation guy where I at one point was the only person who handled every single escalation um, to then getting to work alongside with Cassidy and Kelly. And uh, eventually um, I was Leslie's supervisor. So I wasn't laid off. Um, I was actually terminated about six months prior to. Um, it's funny that Leslie met, mentioned uh, Sundays because as they are all very well aware, um, as soon as the original manager was laid off, uh, and the new manager took over that exact weekend was I was actually working on proposals um, to one, actually keep the call center open because uh, as someone who's pretty business savvy, I was able to kind of read the writing on the walls um, and see the way business was moving. So I was pretty much coming up with proposal to use the call center as a logistics center um, to kind of tighten up the deliveries. Uh, on the other side of it, we were also working to put together a new scheduling system to make sure that Saturdays and Sundays weren't, you know, devastated. Um, part of the reason why our scheduling was so devastated was on one, our workforce management team. Um, I'm not, I'm not going there, Cass. Uh, they were unable to forecast, um, because, uh, truly is so underhanded. They, they don't want to do anything the right way. They want to do everything so sneaky that instead of giving us the traditional, you know, 30 day window for a workforce management team to forecast, um, they would give us the day of, or the day before, um, so that caused other issues, which then caused our CEO with all of her knowledge to extend the hours of the call center by about four hours um, to essentially make up for banning calls that were happening during busy times, not actually understanding how a call center works. Um, when the new manager came in, um, I you know sat down with him that day with both proposals. Um, I'm, I put a lot of work in, into Truly, but put, put really a lot into it. Uh, any kind of 
brushed it off, essentially, kind of sort of laughed in my face, which figured, cool, don't know me, don't have to prove myself. Then came 420. Um, that, that was, I think, the beginning of the end for me. Um, we wanted to really impress, you know, this new manager and make our 420 super successful. Uh, so as the guy who really knew our systems, um, while everybody else was out celebrating and having fun and, you know, having the, the in-office festivities, I was in my office literally working up a sweat, uh, chatting with 10 patients, moving our agents all over to make sure the wait times weren't high. Um, lo and behold, most successful 420 we had, and that guy got credit for it. Meanwhile, I got written up that day for not taking a picture with the other supervisors because I was handling 10 patients. Um, fast forward, um, during my time, as a, you know, while I was a team lead, while I was a supervisor, uh, I was one of the only people who ever worked with the COVID cleaning crew. At, at that time, during the deep of COVID, I was the closing team lead. So I used to be there on Sundays for the COVID crew to, uh, crew to come in. We were having COVID outbreaks. Um, they moved my schedule to be the closing closing supervisor, which was a whole thing, but not worth going down that. Um, we were having COVID outbreaks, so they put me in charge for the COVID crew. Um, I was there for the COVID cleaning crew to come in. Um, we had a new manager, so I didn't have her email yet. I didn't have her phone number. She was brand new. I had her email. I'm sorry. I didn't have her phone number. Um, cleaning crew came in. They started a little early. Uh, it was, I'll never forget this, man. It was 945 at night, 15 minutes before we closed. Uh, we had five people in office. We had 10 at home and a member of leadership. So I made the call to send the in-office people home, keep the queue open, keep our 10. We had zero in queue. Nothing was affected. I sent our, our manager an email. Uh, next day I walked in, was asked to, to speak with my, you know, was asked to sit and I was terminated right then. And I had no... No write-ups on file aside from the verbal for not taking the stupid picture. Um, I was never a, a, an issued employee, uh, attendance through the roof. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, that that's my story. Ultimately, I came on because as far as deep dive at, at the point when I was making $14 an hour and I was solely responsible for every single complaint that came through, um, I saw every single problem. I laughed when she talked about someone falling through the store, the floor. We had patients who called in for that so they could get their 10% discount, whether it affected them or not, they still called in. Um, and that's, you know, that was just the nature of the beasts. So that's, that's why I'm here. We've got some comments that came in. Uh, one, uh, from a Facebook user said, employees do not need an attorney to file a charge of discrimination at the equal opportunity, uh, equal employment opportunity commission. You actually have to file the EEOC before you can initiate a formal lawsuit against an employer. I think that's in Florida. I know in Massachusetts, we have like a, what's called MCAD. It's very similar, but yeah, that's true. I, I believe so. I, but I would look into that stuff. I, I think uh, police need to follow up on this stuff. We also had some other comments. Mike Crawford is a champion for cannabis workers. Uh, there is no social equity without workers' rights. And cannabis is another Facebook comment. And uh, another one writes, quiet firing equals constructive termination. Uh, we do have a phone number, too. If people want to call in tonight, you can definitely do so. Uh, we have the open line right now, 978-560-3155. My name is Mike Crawford. We have a bunch of guests here, five of them from Truly Florida. 
different uh, truly uh, workers telling their stories. Um, going back to Brandon, like tell us some of the big things that you've seen because you got all the escalations. So like what I like, you know, we heard stuff about them making, you know, making people work during hurricanes when other dispensaries closed down. And then people that couldn't work during the hurricane didn't get paid. There's a lot of uh, crazy stuff that we heard on the last show. What is some of the stuff that you, you've seen? How much time we got? Um, let's see. During COVID, I think one of my favorites it, it was we had a, a trouble employee, uh, not employee, sorry, a trouble patient who's actually still a patient. If I, if I put her name out there, everyone would know exactly. She was one of those called all the time. Um, during COVID, right at the beginning of it, she had her delivery and she um, started to spray down the delivery driver with, with uh, uh, disinfectant. Um, so when they refused, so she called in to complain because they didn't deliver to her. Um, then when she would try and get her deliveries, they, the stores, because there was no process, there was no protection for the stores. There was no, there was literally nobody to go to, to say, okay, enough is enough. Um, so the stores were kind of on their own. Um, as far as corporate was concerned was these are sick people. So just go. So the store just upped and stopped delivering to her, but there was no communication. So instead we have this, this very angry, crazy lady calling us every day, freaking out about not getting her delivery order. We're calling the store. The store's going, yeah, we're not going there. Cause the last two times we sent the delivery driver out there, they sprayed him with, with, you know, uh, uh whatever. And I was like, what are we doing to get him banned? Like, we, we don't know. We met, we emailed the area coordinator, but that's about it. Um, and there was a lot of that. There was violence, um, physical violence. Uh, um, I've heard patients hitting drivers, especially the delivery drivers, I think got it probably some of the worst, um, at least for the complaint side, because Trulieve's delivery system was, was non-existent. Um, Let's see what I mean. I really, there, there's a lot. There's it's funny you bring that up because you know, before talking to the employees, I never really considered this type of you know, for us, the big thing we started covering the employees was the cultivation people getting sick, uh, in the cultivation sites, people like Lorna who, who passed away. But this is something we hear a lot now is that, especially at True Leaf, I think specifically True Leaf, but other dispensaries too. But especially truly because of the way that they treat their customers, that they treat them so badly with the bait and switches, with making them wait, with not giving them updates, with not giving them communication, the employees get the brunt of it. And there's there's violence, there's stalking, there's all kinds of stuff that happens at these stores that none of us, I never considered. And, and there's really no protection for you guys, right? I mean, we have a bunch of women here. I'm sure you've dealt with some of this too, what Brandon's talking about. Do any of you want to comment on that? Have you have you had incidents like that where you were harassed, stalked, uh, intimidated at work? I wouldn't necessarily say that I've been harassed, stalked, or in, I mean, I've definitely been intimidated. Um, but kind of circling back to the whole banning patients thing, truly legitimately hates banning patients. They refuse to ban patients. I um I, one of my assistant managers was literally shoved through a window by a patient and they did not ban the patient at all. I had a patient tell one of my employees who was seven months pregnant, I hope your baby dies. And then tried to attack said seven month pregnant woman 
and truly did not ban her and actually tried to fire me and a few other people for trying to kick her out of the store. They threatened to fire me because I wanted her out of the store because she was like trying to attack my employee. If Horrific. Sure, I worked at a lot of- might have been the same lady who sprayed the driver. Not That's unbelievable. She was a young woman and I will forever remember her name. It will never leave my head, ever leave my head. I will forever remember that lady. And she, she, she was crazy. She was screaming at our, we had a six foot five security guard, scary looking dude. And she was like running up on him. Cause he was like, he was like, you know, doing his thing, kicking her out. And she was running up on him, trying to hit him. And I'm like, lady, you're psycho. You're just straight up psycho at this point. I've also had like patients scream at me for some of the most ridiculous stuff. Uh, there was a patient who he bought some, I think it was live resin or something or wax, something that was peanut butter colored. And he was very, very, very well known for bringing back products. And we tried several times to ban him from bringing back products. And this one time he actually switched out the wax for peanut butter. I told him, I was like, I smelled it. I was like, dude, this isn't, this isn't wax. And he's like, what? It totally is. Someone must have switched it out. I stuck my finger in it and I licked it. And I was like, dude, this is peanut butter. And I Jiffy. handed it back to him and I told him, get out. And he came back like a week later trying to dis uh, return stuff because truly refused to ban him. They, they refused to protect their employees whatsoever. And it's ridiculous. I've even had uh, like patients screaming at me to no avail over some of the stupidest stuff. And I've had a manager come up, be like, just go in the back. We'll take care of them. Like, why are you going to take care of this person for screaming at me? I feel like most restaurants would ban them. I've worked in restaurants. Anytime we had an issue like that with someone with alcohol, you're on the, you're out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how a business can operate like that. That's just not right. Anyone else want to make a comment on this, on this kind of stuff? Truly won't ban them. They'll throw, you know, a 20% discount at them instead. Please come back and we'll give you a discount, even though you don't know how to act like a human being. Crazy. It's just so funny, though, because when I say that they shoved it down our throats to be compassionate, empathetic, caring, listening, you know, not like internal and external. They did the absolute opposite when it came to us. We had to advocate and fight for so many people. And there were people that legitimately needed it, but they didn't care because, you know, all they cared about was their money. But Every single day, I can't tell you how many times I got an email about being compassionate. I had a book suggested to me on my annual for emotional intelligence that would help me become a better leader. And then I had to play the runaround game for a promotion three times and got laughed at and mocked. And the things that were said to me were absolutely ridiculous. And as a manager, I would never speak to anyone the way that I was spoken to or Cassidy was spoken to, like anyone. None of us deserved any of that. And then 
they wanted to sit there and expect us to be, you know, super caring and compassionate. And that's what we do. That was our job. And we loved doing it. But they had zero, any of that. And they treated us like we were, honestly, we were just a number. That's it. We were a number. We weren't even human beings to these people or this company. And they called back three of the team leads. They offered them um, a promotion and more money to come back yep. since they were laid off. Yep. And they said when we were, when Kelly and I and everyone had our meeting, they said that we were not, we would be rehirable. We asked if we could, you know, if there was a demotion thing, go, because they did that before they've demoted. And we said, we'd rather be demoted than lose our, our job entirely. And they said, no, you have to apply and it has to be listed on the careers website. Nothing was ever listed, but three people got personal phone calls with back pay, more money and a promotion, which is fine, like good for them, but don't tell a group of 40 or something people that you lay off in three separate meetings at three separate times the day after you said your teams are growing because departments are merging to invite people back personally, because then what does that say? That's to me, that says favoritism. What, you know, why is it that that was the biggest question we were told, no, you have to reapply. And then they quietly call people back. We got a couple more messages. Uh, and, and I think uh, the person that's posting from LinkedIn, I think it demonstrates that truly doesn't truly doesn't act the same in every place. They act different in different locations, right? A lot of times, because basically what he's saying is he got banned from truly. He was a customer that actually did get banned. And it was about wanting to add an item to an online order in Jacksonville and back in 2019. Um, he said he wasn't rude. He wasn't upset, but he, you know, he, he said that, uh, you know, sometimes they do actually ban patients and it's like for a no good reason. Does that su surprise any of you? Not at all. No. Truly just horribly inconsistent. <laughs> Very. Inconsistent. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you so much. That's even the handbook. One. If you read the employee handbook, like on page nine, Which it one says, well, that's true. Well, even from the one I was first hired, they didn't change it on page nine. It says you cannot use your vacation time to cover sick time. And then you turn to page 12 and it says vacation time can be used in the same instances as sick time. So it says both ways within page. I have the handbook here. Actually, I didn't send it back. They told me to but I still have it here and I read it now even and laugh just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I have my original and then I have like the three revisals we did in the span of six months. But yeah, first it was, you can use vacation time in lieu of sick time, but you get paid. However, you still gain and you still get penalized or, or you can use sick time in one minute increments. Okay. Oh no, wait, two weeks later, you can use sick time <laughs> in, in one minute increments but you still get, you'll actually get penalized. And then it went to, you could use sick time. <laughs> if it was four or more hours, you wouldn't right. get penalized. But if you left three hours and 59 minutes early to use sick time, you got penalized. And you'd have to factor in that 15 minutes if you clocked in early to set up and get ready. There was never any clarification on it. 
But you could also you could also submit a doctor's note, and it would be manager's discretion whether or not they would approve it. So favoritism all around. Yeah, it was when and that new manager came in. It was, it was like I told you guys, as soon as he came in, his, his leadership style was essentially like, if it's kind of a shitty thing to do, that's the rough conversation that we should have as leaders instead of actually using, you know, that squishy thing in between his ears and trying to look at a solution, which is, you know, ultimately what we were trying to do, which is, I think, why, you know, yeah, the, the issues that were had that were had, because when it was the previous manager, who was happy to sit in his office and let everyone else do the work, we were actually starting to get somewhere. I mean, our staffing right. was getting better. Our scheduling was getting better. Um, we were literally an approval of a proposal away. And like that, everything changed. Yeah. And when this new guy came in, he just, he didn't want to work with anybody. He didn't want to listen to anybody. He was all ego, no action, no brain. Um, you know, it was very funny for a guy who would preach leader, 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 I'm a leader, I'm a leader. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anybody who is more of a the definition of a manager than than that individual. He also um, preached presence and he wasn't ever present. Right. That part. We also have Alex has joined the chat. What's up, Alex? Welcome. Hey back. Mike. How's it going, everyone? Can you hear me all right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. So sorry I'm a little bit late. I was actually listening in, but I've I've been at a party actually, I'll be honest. So um just kind of sneaking <laughs> away and then they're probably all listening to, but just with some family and friends. So you guys were just dipping into a point I wanted to make. And it's something that's been bothering me recently is their hiring practices. And I want to see if everybody here agrees that they don't want qualified people working within the company. It's like, they have no interest in keeping the people that are educated, passionate, you know, forward thinking that want to like people like, all of us that are here right now, people like me who came into the company knowing they, uh, about a lot of the problems that they had, but hoping that they were going to be trying to be different and improve. So coming in, hope, you know, with the idea of improving the company and working to resolve some of these issues and then realizing, oh, like they don't, they don't want to get better. They don't like, they don't want to fix these issues. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's working out for them in some way or another. But I, I challenge anybody to tell me what other industry, what other job doesn't want the most qualified individual working that position. Because the true leaves and the cure leaves of this country, they don't. And they go and specifically hire people for these roles from retail backgrounds, people that worked at Ross or Macy's, you know, people that specifically, you know, going and finding people from different industries and different with different backgrounds because they're they are uneducated. They're not knowledgeable. They're not, you know. But that's yeah. the thing. They want those types of people. They want people they know they can manipulate to get to bend over backwards, sideways, whichever way the wind blows them to just agree. They don't want somebody who's an individual with their own opinion or concerns that are right. valid and that will increase the productivity of the center. They want people to just mush into whatever it is they think would be best for them where they can just rotate in and out and that's just it. It's it's going to be a forever rotation. They're going to continue. They're going to stay five to seven days behind on deliveries with how they're running it right now. Even when they, they first released ground flower, which was when I was, you know, alone <laughs> taking care of all the escalations and that caused a lot. Um, there was no heads up. There was, there was no warning. And that, that really, I mean, that, that broke, the system when they did that, when they, when they released that. Um, 
And I remember talking to my boss at that point, and it was relayed to me that their boss essentially said, well, if they're complaining, at least they're talking about us. So we're doing something right. Oh, and it's like, I've read more business books and sales books than a lot of people. And I've read that, that, you know, strategy before it's old, it's outdated. It doesn't work. Maybe it worked in the early nineties, early eighties, but it doesn't work now in, in 2020, 23, it's a whatever flawed it business model. Yeah. It's, it's old and flawed and it doesn't work. Yeah. Let's look at that. Cause we got, uh, see if I can bring this up actually. There's a recent story that just came out this week. If I can bring this up, I think I can. There it is. Florida Giant True Leaf reported it's delayed, delayed fourth quarter and full year results. Revenue was up, but quarter four revenue fell by 1% from the same quarter last year. So year over year it was up, but it fell from, you know, the same quarter last year. So it's really down. Uh, but the big story is a $77 million net loss in quarter four. Stock's not doing good. Uh, the big story in this uh, from Cultivated is going through the bad year that that True Leaf had and really hammering on Kim Rivers. Uh, the reporter actually got blocked, blocked on Twitter by Kim Rivers, like I've been blocked. Same here. Uh, it seems like anyone that criticizes True Leaf gets blocked by Kim Rivers. She has, she seems like she doesn't have a very thick skin. i uh, just going to read some of the comments in the story. It says the aforementioned CEO, Kim Rivers is one of the few women running a large publicly traded cannabis company. And true leaf was once an investor darling for running a profitable business and pursuing ostensibly strategic acquisitions. But that's changed true leaf and rivers herself now run the risk of becoming the poster child of corporate cannabis gone wrong. Consumers, given the option, will vote with their wallets. And that's what we're seeing in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, we're seeing employees report that Trulief grew all this cannabis that they couldn't sell. And there's a lot of shakedown going on in the industry right now. And consumers are starting to wake up. The workers are speaking up. I don't think this is a good business model for them. And it seems like some of the business reporters are catching on it, catching in on it. What do you, what, what's your comments on kind of that story that came out? Let's start with Alex. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to say right off the bat, shout out to J, uh, Jeremy Bur uh, Burke, who um, I actually was talking to for a few months and talked to him on the phone back in maybe November. Um, but he uh, was just an excellent resource and was a wealth of information on dealing with truly even writing about their layoffs in the past. Um, although it was a different discussion back then, but, uh, Jeremy, you know, he's been listening and he's been publishing this stuff. So, uh, he used to work for business insider. He's now working for, uh, writing this newsletter, but definitely, you know, go follow him on social media or whatever. Cause he's, uh, a supporter for sure. Now, truly is struggling down in Florida. It's very odd. They're closing dispensaries down in Miami. One of them right now. Um, don't know exactly why. But they opened a new one in Palatka, of all places, the day prior to that, on Wednesday. Um, they seem to be opening stores up in more rural areas that are <laughs> they know aren't going to do well. Um, not in a medicinal market. They know they can't compete in Miami and Orlando and Tampa. And um, you're not going to see a lot of new stores opening up in these bigger areas. Mm -hmm. Their stock is worth the price of a Subway sandwich right now. It's like six bucks. If that. Right. So... Um, 
I don't see what good is going to come because they're not transparent with anybody. They're not transparent with their investors. They're not transparent with their employees and they treat us all the same. So I'm here in solidarity with my colleagues here. I'm so proud of everyone speaking up. I love seeing all your faces and just, I want to be a part of it with you. So. I mean, they just care. Honestly, they care more about the money and they're, they cut corners and they do whatever they can to really just barely get by in order to make a profit right. before it gets caught. But the thing that, you know, I still have trouble wrapping my head around and, you know, I, I can say that I'm probably not the only person is the whole equal pay and the thing, you know, the things that we were going through with, let's go through this phase and this phase and, and how that originally it was, it was blasted through, you know, all of our emails that come January 1st, everyone was getting increases on wages. And we were like, all right, cool. How exciting. Cause at the time, like once new management came in, morale was gone. The old management, I mean, they were they were there they actually they listened and they cared they made the difference but when the new management came they weren't and the equal pay was brought up and they kept telling us it was budget it was phases and i couldn't understand well if it's a budget issue or you know we have to why why as do we have to wait in leadership for our increase due to budget when you guys are opening up, you know, three stores in Florida, you're moving up to Georgia. If you, if you don't have the budget to pay your people and keep your morale, that's the, the backbone of the company that helps people that call in, then how are you going to, you know, how are you going to even step? You can't even keep a whole a location in the state of Florida fully staffed. I can't think of a single location that's fully staffed because the turnover is so high, which then leads into the delivery problems. When, when we left in February, deliveries were behind at least a week, if not longer in some locations. And the amount of escalations that were coming through daily was atrocious. And they, did, they have zero sense of urgency for that. They just wanna open locations and make money. So whatever corners they gotta cut, they cut. It's very me, yeah. Sorry. It's it's very strange right now. They're spending tens of billions of dollars. I'm I'm guessing they're going to end up spending like fifty to one hundred million, maybe more. I don't know on the ballot initiative for Florida, and like this weekend they're sponsoring the New England Cannabis Convention up in Boston, where they're not doing good up here. I I don't understand why they're sponsoring a convention <laughs> if you're not doing well in the market. Um, we have a lot of comments that came in. Uh, Melanie B wrote about the inconsistencies she used to work there she said she didn't even know what to dispense as an eighth uh and because the company would go from anywhere from uh, 0.12 to 0.125 and fully aware of this issue for years so there's been issues with with dispensing on you know how much she also writes they weed out people who actually wanted to think forward they kept employees that absolutely did not know what they are talking about. It's like they thrive on the chaos chaos for some reason. This has been uniquely true leaf in my experience in the Florida cannabis industry. Uh, another comment from Twitch. We got a Twitch comment. I love Twitch comments. <laughs> Please comment on Twitch. Please watch on Twitch. Share it with your friends. Uh, a Twitch user wrote, Quills the Queer wrote, it's the Amazon model just burning through workers. That's exactly what it is. I'm even more tongue-tied tonight. I don't know if people notice if you're just listening. I, I came down with a COVID. So I, I'm just uh, found out today I have it. 
and I'm dealing with it. And we had a show and I did not want to cancel it. So please bear with me if I start to stumble a little more than usual. Uh, LinkedIn user writes, the corporate heads don't care about fixing leadership problems. They care about their profit margins. If the profits are good, they don't care to fix anything. Even the culture needs to be fixed. Oh, yeah. We got a phone call. Let's see who's on the line. Hopefully, it's not one of my dog walker and customers. And <laughs> Who's calling? Yeah, uh, hold on one second. I can hear you, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're good. You're good. All right, now we can hear you. Who's calling? Uh, it's uh, Logan from the last show. Hey, Logan. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, it's, uh, it's hard, uh, it's hard to hear that you're uh, you're sick and everything, man. That's uh, that, that really sucks. It does. Everyone here, uh, Logan. I want to make sure I'll uh, guess. Can you hear him? Yeah, yeah, no, he's fine. Yeah, good. Okay, go ahead, Logan. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, for... perfect, perfect. Ah, thanks. Thank you for that. I, uh, I I was calling in to ask a question. I've got a, I got a few of them written down uh, for a discussion and a and a small theory that I have. What truly was doing with their with their stores and uh, rural locations. Um, am I being, from my understanding on everything, am I being told that? Major, like there is factions of people that work in truly with patients that do not have a medical marijuana card, like at all. Like, can somebody can somebody like answer on that? Wait, wait. I want to make sure I got that right. Say that again, because I I think I got it, but I want to make sure. Uh, Okay, if I were to walk into a uh, truly right now. Are there people in there that are dispensing or working with patients that do not have a medical card? Yes. Wow. I actually have a specific example. It's one that's actually all over Reddit. If you Google Mike Tyson, True Leave, Reddit, Mike Tyson went into one of the store. Yeah. Uh, they all got fired for that, but I've um, I've seen several cele- even in my store. Um, I don't know if you know who Trick Daddy was uh, is, um, but a yeah. couple years ago he was performing at the Super Bowl and he came into our store with a friend. Now Trick Daddy he had his medical card, but his friend did not. And my manager told uh, the employee there, "Go ahead, give it to him." So you're ba- so basically the accusation is they're serving people illegally. Is that is that what you're no, calling? No, 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 it's, it, well, it's, it's not even that. It's not even that. I'm talking about the workers. That's Are what I was wondering. Yes. Because well, half the yeah, customer yeah, didn't have their ID cards. There were so many phone calls on recording where they're like, "Oh, well, I don't have my medical card, but I can tell you what I, you know, what I can read off of this little pamphlet that's best for mm-hmm. you." I mean, I don't think you. Oh would, my God! I, you know, I, I I'm gonna play uh, the skeptic. You know, play the other side on this because, like in Massachusetts, I don't know how Florida is, but you have to get a state card in terms to be a, to you know work at you know a reg. You become a registered, I think, an, an agent, marijuana agent or cannabis agent, something like that. And so you get a card. That's what I thought. But, but that's what I figured they were doing. But to be like, I don't see why you would have to be a patient though, because like, that's discrimination to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, I, I don't know. I feel like on the other side, like you shouldn't have to have a card to serve patients. I mean, that's not the law in Florida, right? (laughs) Let me ask the employees. Wouldn't surprise me. They're the most discriminatory company I've ever seen. No, it's not a law. It's not a law. 
for you don't have to have your medical marijuana card to work for the company uh, it is you know in a way of yeah it's beneficial because you know about the products more because you use right. them but it's it's not something that's required no right but i don't if think, you think it should of, be okay yeah uh but if you think about it that is honestly just another tactic to get more money because um, if you work at a dispensary in Florida or are part of the industry in Florida, you get about 50% off of your medical bills for that. Um, so your doctor bill is $75 instead of $150, $200, $300 like it is for a regular patient just because you work at a dispensary. So it, it honestly is probably also just a money tactic because... Once you start working there, you want you want to buy all the products like you want to be able to do that. So you end up becoming a patient anyways. Yeah. But the other issue that was like really common, at least for me, that I heard about a lot because people would bring it to me is, you know, there were some employees you know, that do have their ID card. And because of they get that industry discount or they get whatever discount off they didn't necessarily use the product they would just turn around and sell it for full price versus their discount price and then they would make a profit and i got so many complaints about that from people because they would see it happen or know of somebody doing it and that they wouldn't they didn't say anything like nobody would care to address that that there was someone there was someone in my store doing that he was selling specifically true clear um he actually asked me to buy it but i because i was brand new i was like i'm not getting involved dude i don't know anything um but he was he was selling true clear to some of the employees and people outside of work like he wasn't even really a marijuana user at all and management knew about it but they didn't do anything about it no they never do as long as the money's being spent within the company and they're making a profit, they they really truly don't care about the legality side of it if it's not caught. And they keep it hush hush. They're very good about covering it up. They that's like they're aside from making money, their big priority is keeping the illegal things quiet. That's like well, one of the best things they're good. Like that's one of the things they're good at is uh keeping things quiet. <laughs> Well, with him specifically, like someone said earlier about uh, quiet firing, they ended up quiet firing him. Um, I remember because at the time I had just become a coordinator and they're like, give me any reason you can to write him up. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Why? He's a great employee. He was literally our best concentrate person at the time. And I'm like, why do you want to fire our best person? What, what do you mean? And they uh, pretty much ended up just writing him up for the most ridiculous things. He was two minutes late for work one day. And even though the employee handbook says you have like five minutes or something like that, they wrote him up for it. Yeah. And yeah. Let's go back to Logan. Do you have any follow-up on this? Or, I mean, know you asked a specific uh, question, but I think you're good to go, right? Uh, Pretty, uh, pretty much on that notion. Yeah. I was, I was just wanting to get some clarification on that. It, it just seems kind of, kind of, off to me just because like it, it's one thing to be you know selling jeans at walmart one day and then selling medical supplies to somebody the next like it's that that just that just kind of puts a weird vibe to me personally uh but on the uh on the side of um uh uh truly opening up uh Place uh, uh, dispensaries in smaller areas. What I think that they're trying to do is they're uh, they're testing 
to see how uh, other states would look. So if you look um, uh, politically um, at the state of Florida, a lot of these counties that they're not wanting to get into are blue. The more the, the like the uh, the other counties that they're getting into are much deeper red. Um, uh, that, the, that they're currently moving into, and that mimics these areas that, that they're moving into in Florida, mimic a lot of the areas that my family are in, in uh, places like Arkansas and Missouri. So I think they might be pining to move into those areas as well, mer- moving further into the Bible Belt, essentially, because of those places do have medical now. It's probably harder to operate. But that's just my theory. Yeah, they probably have the political connections. Interesting. Thank you for the call. They probably want to get those oh, votes no too. Vote yes for recreational. If Palatka also, isn't exposed to it, they'll maybe vote no. You know, marijuana so, is lettuce or whatever. But now here's a dispensary. You know, I have anxiety. Let me give it a try, and then they'll turn around and vote yes for recreational. That could be so, another. I know. At one point, we met. Um, a handful of us had a meeting. I think myself, um, I, I believe Cass might have been in as well. We had a meeting with, with a franchise consultant um, about a year and a half ago. Was, I believe it was right before COVID or it was right before, it was either right before COVID, but it was definitely before we moved buildings. Um, and I mean, you all saw what, what Truly did with edibles. There, there's definitely some kind of political influence that they had at some point. Um, what I personally think they're doing with trying to scoop up all these locations and mimicking with Harvest is, Essentially, I think they're hoping to be ahead of that political spectrum so they can go franchise for when it goes franchise, which is why they're holding on to all these locations and just bleeding money. I mean, after the acquisition of Harvest, I don't know how many, so don't quote me on, but I know there's at least two to four areas where there's literally a truly across the street from a truly. Um, the only reason that would make sense for a business standpoint is if you're hoping to switch it over to, fr- to switch it over to a franchise. Um, but if the voting doesn't happen, they're just going to keep bleeding money. Um, again, that's only speculation and opinion. But I do know we met with a franchise consultant at one point, and we met with another. Uh, um, I, he he worked within the company. He wasn't a consultant, but he had something franchise in his title. Saw him once, asked a whole bunch of questions, had a fake smile and a fake suit, and never saw him again. Um. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Just quick thing for the Palaka. I also feel like it's a little bit of a money grab, and they're also getting a little bit scared because uh, my dispensary actually just opened up a location in Palatka, and they're doing surprisingly well all of a sudden. Like we thought that store was gonna fall, and they're keeping up pretty good with the Tampa store. So I feel like maybe it's also a little bit of they're feeling some of the heat from the other dispensaries, especially. Um, some of the dispensaries who are competing with their prices. I want to ask you all, if you were to give Kim Rivers a grade, like we do in school, A, B, C, D, or F on her performance as a CEO, what would you give her? I would give her an NA because there's no, there's no grade that you could give much negativity as far as being a CEO. I do have to give her an A plus for her non-existence in anyone's life, like the call center, the amount of time she's tried or promised coming to the call center and like never showed up or anything. So A plus on non-existence. Yeah. Sorry. Had to. Any of the rest <laughs> of you? I'd give her an A plus on not following her own motto, which is just say yes. 
it's just say yes to whatever it takes to get money. That's true. Yes. Not the last true. part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She I think she just forgot to add it on the on her little signature yeah. in her email. Yeah, I think so too. Just a little typo. Yeah. Anybody else? Can you hear me? Yep. Thumbs down for me. Uh, she blocked me months ago, and I didn't really even say anything to her directly. <laughs> but like, I was re responding to a different comment. I think she was tagged in it. I guess it was critical of her or the company. But I mean, it's not a good look. And I, I said this before. I'd love to talk to her. You know, if she, I mean, I changed my mind. You know, turn that thumbs down around. But right now, um, very disappointing. You think she'll come on this show, Alex? We could have a good discussion with her. What I think, think she's probably listening. She always <laughs> listens to her haters. But she doesn't come on. She's she like, won't come on. She won't yeah. call in, but they, they're definitely aware. They know what's going she on. She hides Kim, in the shadows. Yeah. Kim, we have a phone number. Call in right now. <laughs> yeah. It's a 978 number. Just, nine. You got it right there. It's on the screen. Kim Rivers, yeah. call in. I got COVID tonight. You can get me while I'm weak, Kim. Nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. I got brain fog. This is your perfect opportunity. You could spoken hub me. Spoken she, hub. What do you guys think about spoken hub? Like this whole thing that they're doing a spoken hub it. that's unlike anything else in the industry. What do you think about truly spoken hub? So much for that business model. But now after the layoffs. Right. Like my old job before truly said, Oh, you just don't see the big picture. Well, I don't know what her picture is, but she gets an F from me for sure. <laughs> She's in a whole different book, I think. It's horrible. We just uh, had a listener too on LinkedIn who says Kim gets an F. <laughs> Another one on LinkedIn said Kim and her husband are crooks. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely say her husband is a crook. <laughs> uh, I could go there without getting sued. I'm not going to go that far on Kim, but hey, I mean, her husband is in federal jail after all right yeah you know bribery they operate like a criminal organization but that's a hell of an al allegation to make but it's almost right. you know i think you said before mike though they kind of uh operate like the trump organization you know like they um they have their ways of being effective and and covering things up and keeping things quiet uh, it makes you, you know, they have these connections, you know, and there's articles about that linking those connections to Matt Gates and all them um, sketchy stuff, uh, big time politicians, deep pockets. Uh, the river runs deep in this instance. I would guess, uh, look at that time here. We've got, been going over an hour now and uh, I'm probably at my limit. So I guess, what are your final comments? What do you want people to know that we haven't discussed or just to reiterate again? Who wants to go first? I will go with Alex. I would say stay tuned. There's more to come. <laughs> it's it's a lot. and um, But I live in Florida, and I want to see the best for this state. We have a corrupted market, and uh, I think it's going to get better. And Companies like Truly are going to get ran out of town, basically. And that's what's going to start happening as more dispensary licenses are granted. The problem is they're going into other states and doing the exact same thing they did in Florida. Take a good, hard look at what's going on in Georgia right now and their medical program and how it's been on a delay for years and years due to lawsuits, active lawsuits against the Georgia Commission access to cannabis. I'm looking into that hard. There's a lot of sketchy things going on in Georgia. And it, it extends beyond Florida. This is about the workers, Mike. You know, this is about the patients. 
This is about people's free access to cannabis and rightful access to cannabis. And it shouldn't be hindered by a company like this or companies like this that go into other states and fuck everything up. You know, excuse me. But that's what they're doing. And they have, as the biggest MSOs in this country, the True Leaves and the Cura Leaves, they have big shoes to fill. It's a big role to fill. And they have enough money to be the best at compliance, the best at worker safety, the best at all this, 10 times over. Do something about it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alex. Who else wants to go? And I also want to add um, another little question, too, for like the final question. When Lorna McMurray passed away, we didn't know about it in Massachusetts. It happened here until we reported on it. Eight it months. Went, yeah, it went eight months. And then it went everywhere. It was national, you know, and every single outlet that covered cannabis, basically, in the nation, locally and, and nationally. I'm sure you kind of, some of you might have heard about it at work. Maybe you didn't. What was the tone at work around that? Did people talk about it? Was it hush-hush? Were you told not to talk about it? Um, I'd say very quiet. Um, I know I brought it up to my management um, just because they don't have a lot of like knowledge of what's going on behind what happens at the call center, I'd say. Um, I just got a jaw dropped and just kind of, nothing after that um nothing was announced or anything um it was just pretty quiet um around the call center sadly yeah they didn't want us talking about it they most likely sent out a blast email they remember the little card if anyone reaches you from the media don't answer any questions please forward them to these two yeah. emails they probably sent that out it's the same so thing just, just knowing the way that they rolled that probably ended up making its way out to the email that day yeah, they did that for employees too that were had ADAs and had problems and said if you get you know contacted by this certain employee, don't respond to them. They they just shut the curtains and that's it. But I can say that with this layoff happening, it's not going to be the end of anything for a lot of us because it's going to, if anything, unite a lot more of us and a lot more things will be coming to light. We could probably write a novel. I would love to see that novel. I would like to read it. I also, uh, even beyond, like just in general, True Leaf is like, you know, one of the worst, obviously, in the industry. Um, do you expect it? Do you think it's going to get better in Florida? No. No. Yeah. Not for True Leaf, no. No, I just in general, only... though, in the cannabis market. Yeah. Oh, no. It'll just yeah. keep tanking. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. I think for medical, I don't think it'll get better. I think once recreational, it'll be easier, maybe. But not necessarily better. Yeah. Um, you know, beyond that, just wrapping up and sharing your final thoughts, too, which I do want you to do. Um, I also wonder about the severance, because I know a lot of you were asked to sign <laughs> non-disclosure agreements to get severance. Oh yes. Is that, is that yeah. still happening? You guys have they sent out a revised one. Yes, they did. <laughs> and it's still very poorly written and poorly executed, and it's still a disgustingly low amount of money to keep anyone quiet. And that's essentially all that severance is, is an agreement to keep quiet. I when I got the adjusted one, oh I um emailed the HR person who was useless. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, I just asked her, are the changes in the agreement marked? 
I don't want to have my attorney take time out of her busy day to review another one of these things because you people can't get it right the first time. <laughs> and then I said, I also heard that someone's severance check bounced yesterday. Am I guaranteed that if I get this check, it won't bounce? Because somebody's severance check did bounce. Let's see. She wrote back. Um, she's not an attorney, so she doesn't know what to tell me. And the changes aren't marked. What a real professional. They've got attorneys who can tell you. Right, exactly. And because she said that the payment would be after 15 business days. Oh, yeah. So I emailed her back the subject within, in all caps. I said, I did consult an attorney, and it most definitely says payable within 15 days. So it was just a big argument. And then finally, somebody else wrote back. Um, the legal team updated the agreement to be in alignment with the new new rulings that were effective on 2-21-23 by the NLRB. So I don't know if that had to do with the class action, maybe? Something changed? I'm not sure. Not sure. Yeah, the, you know, it's about the NDAs. Uh, there's something yeah. about the federal law. I, I don't think any of it's legal. I mean, I'm no, not an attorney. No, but it has an NDA uh, in it still. No. Very yeah. 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 And I wrote back to this person, I appreciate you. You've been the most transparent and helpful. I hope you can find a career with a reputable company and stop wasting your talents on this grimy company. That's how I wrote back to that <laughs> person. <laughs> she was like, what a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just back and forth with like, just trying to blow us off. I think they think we're stupid. They do. And I will just take their money and walk away. I know. think they think we're smart and that's why they don't want us. Well, that too. It'll take a lot more than two weeks' pay to buy me off. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Kim Rivers is going to call in tonight. I think she's afraid of you guys. No, of you. <laughs> she's afraid. Of I'd you. be afraid of us. Yeah, not Kim Rivers. Call in nine seven eight five six zero three one five five. We're waiting for you, Kim. Where we're are still you? waiting on the four visits you were supposed to make to the call center when I worked there. Did she oh, ever did visit the call coming? center? No. Is the visitor coming? No. And then nope. no show. No, she didn't. We get the emails, though. Everyone has to be like perfect and ready and clean up your stations, put away your cell phones, make sure you dress nicely. <laughs> and then she, nobody would show. I mean, maybe she did show up and she's just a ghost. Like, I couldn't tell you. I really, but I can tell you that no one ever came. Maybe her badge didn't work and she couldn't get in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she heard a reporter was going to show up and she got Ooh, afraid. Maybe. She likes maybe to run Brandon was there. Yeah. She's scared of we Brandon. We got another comment. Or says, during visitation hours. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn user said, uh, you're all awesome people. Really appreciate this. Uh, another comment came in, says they don't want independent thinkers. They want people that will follow orders. Sounds, sounds like the truth there. I guess uh I guess what we're gonna do now is your final thoughts. Like what 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 do you want to leave people with tonight? In our defense, real quick though, I in a lot we did follow orders. We did, you know, we did everything that was asked of us. And honestly, I I think a lot of us just were doing what we were told to begin with. It's not like we weren't qualified or we weren't uh answering to orders. It's it's that they for some other reason didn't didn't think we were suitable. That's all I got, though. I'm just saying. Here's uh, another funny comment from Melanie. She said, my badge, she's, <laughs> she was an employee there. She says her badge almost never worked the entire time I worked there. Probably also Kim's issue, like Kelly said, <laughs> LOL. 
Lady Kim's badge didn't work. I mean, this right? is how unconfident. You can't even get your CEO of a badge. I tried getting her badge to work. Uh, Melanie's comment, that's the funniest part, is the amount of times I tried getting her badge to work and the upper management didn't know who to reach out to to get the badge to work. All oh, right, because they got rid of right, yep. Yeah, they got rid of the good office manager who ran the yeah. whole friggin' office, and then these people yep. can't do anything. <laughs> the only thing I, I guess I want to say is if it comes down to like the voting side of everything, vote rec. Because the reason these companies like Truly are Truly is just a bully. Same deal with the severance. They know when you pay people $18 an hour, they can't go two weeks. They need that severance. So they're in between a rock and a hard place for a battle that they may or may not win yeah. so when it really comes down to it vote rec because the states like colorado where you can kind of have a mom and pop shop you can have those smaller businesses you'll still have your big bad corporations but they can't bully everyone like 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 true leaf can you know like cure leaf can i mean it's a, it's a, sadly it's as simple as that you know it, it's one of those i'm not going to go on record and say fucking just buy it illegally but you know maybe at this time maybe 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 that should maybe we just go back to the old way until uh um you know until it's not such a monopoly until it's not such a corporation because you know i was with truly for about three years and and the more powerful they got the worse they got they didn't take that money and reinvest it into a way to create a, a better atmosphere or a better world for their employees they took that money to try and stuff their pockets and honestly i'm glad that right now they're they're choking on it uh Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. That's great. I like that. They're choking on it. They are choking I on agree. it. I right agree. Vote rack. Don't Brandon. buy from Truly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts. Uh, again, yeah, don't buy from Truly. Um, if any of you guys who have left Truly would like, we actually, I know you mentioned earlier about a Facebook group. We actually have a Facebook group that, um, one of our district managers, uh, her name was Janine, um, started uh, called True Leavers, but spelled like L-E-A-V-E-R-S. That's awesome. Oh. Um, I also started a Reddit months ago called r slash True Leavers, spelled the same way. Um, I also want to thank you guys because you guys have really inspired me. I've, I've had these stories cooped up in my head for a long time. And anytime I tell anybody at my current job any of these stories they're just they're just shocked that any of this could actually happen and you guys have honestly inspired me to speak up a little more so i might start doing a little series on my own social media and seeing uh some of the responses so if you guys have stories you want to tell feel okay. free to send them to me escalation's got a lot of stories yeah <laughs> i got so many patient abuse stories too yeah i want to uh Definitely say those links again where people like the Reddit group and the, uh, the Facebook. So the Reddit group, it's r slash true leavers, like L E A V E R S. And the Facebook is just true leavers, spelled L E A V E R S. Excellent. I hope I'm uh, in. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, I hope you'll accept me, even though I never work with true <laughs> I would like to learn more. I hope they'll accept you. I'll just put in there saying, hey, I'm trying to advocate for you guys because. Janine and uh, uh, Jen, they did put that only truly previous truly workers should be in there, but I'll message them and be like, hey, we got some people trying to advocate for us. Awesome. All right. Any uh, other, I know some of you might have some other final thoughts like Kelly. 
Oh, no, I'm good. I'm excited that people from stores are coming in to these podcasts as well, because it's important that we learn the information from the whole company. So thank you, Alex, for joining us. I actually had a patient tell me about the podcast and she was like, oh, really? you should go on and tell your stories. And I was like, awesome. wait, what? Oh, wow. that's a thing. Uh, she told me about it last week and then I started following and then I saw you were going live. Great. So I was like, let me message. Well, I'm awesome. glad they're talking Thanks. about it too. That's, that's yeah. even bigger, I think. So hopefully yeah. I'll tell their people. And thank hopefully. you, Alex, Mr. Alex, for finally not being shy. He was yeah, just shy kid in training. He said maybe eight words in two weeks of training. That's not Three true at all. That's not true. That is true. No, but <laughs> so I, I had things to say. I mean, I learned, I got set up well, but I loved everybody I was working around. So once every, <laughs> once everyone got fired in front of me, I'm like, there's no way. Like, come on now. Like, that's totally unacceptable. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, this guy's vicious. All this stuff he's found out. It lit a fire he sat under there me. quietly yeah, was... and did his job, you know. Well, that's why I'm the most upset. You know, I, I did my best and um, I figured out that I had no place there. We were all told there's no further place, no uh, further position. There's no room for advancement within the company. I was I left the day after that. Um, so I stayed six days after the layoffs. But I, I asked. We were told there's no room for advancement. And then they're going out and hiring people back into the company. What? <laughs> and giving them a promotion. Yeah. That's, Signing that's, bonus, all that, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it is, you know, if that's the company where they want to work for. And I mean, I get it. It's, it's people got to make money. I'm sure that, you know, there's something in the works, you know, behind the scenes that we don't know about. But in the meantime, if you got to make money and support your family, but it is, it's a game of favorites and it's going to remain that way. They're only going to work with people that will do exactly what they want. They want puppets. They don't want people. That's right. Thank you all for coming. Did I miss anyone? Does anyone else have anything they want to say before we, we log off here? Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Hope you feel Thanks, better soon. Yeah, feel better. Get some oh, rest me tonight. Too. Take it easy. I slept all day, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to sleep tonight, but we'll see. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Uh, we have another show on Tuesday night that I definitely want people to check out. We got... Uh, it's funny because, you know, we talk about executives, Kim Rivers tonight. Another executive that I used to criticize a lot was Amanda Rosatano from New England Treatment Access. She's coming on the show tomorrow night. Wow. It's going to be exciting. Uh, wow. She's a cannabis advisory board member with Massachusetts with Kim Napoli. We're going to talk all about the cannabis advisory board and how we can make things better in Massachusetts and hopefully in other places like Florida, too. You know, some of the ideas that they're working on. So going to be an exciting show on tuesday night or no monday night see i'm screwing up the nights now nah, you're by covid monday night at 7 p.m if i if i if i'm still alive the covid on me. it i gotta admit like this covid is is uh i think i got a mile more than a mile case we shall see but i appreciate everyone calling in uh tonight we had logan call in all the comments and all, especially all the guests here cassidy alex kelly leslie did I miss anyone? Yes, I did. Uh, Brandon and Alex again. We had two Alex Alexes tonight. Alex F and Alex. Just Alex. Just Alex. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm Mike struggling. That's my nickname tonight. I'm going to go upstairs and see my girlfriend and my wife, maybe, if she lets me with a mask on. It's fun. 
It's my life.